You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Here we are. Gravity Leadership Podcast. I'm here with Ben Hardman. I'm I'm here. Yep. And, and uh, I'm ben, here too. And Ben Stern. The other Ben. I'm Matt Tebby. Yep. And we are we're trying to figure out, we've just been talking for about 20 minutes. We're trying to figure out uh, what to do in our first ever worldwide pandemic. The first one we've lived through. Anyway. We, we, yep. oh, we have, this is our yeah. first, yep. our first pandemic. What I mean by our first. Global. Yep. I'm not speaking for global humanity. I'm just speaking yeah, yeah. for like us three pastors. Just to, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Uh, and how do we navigate yeah, this? Yeah. We right? wanted to release a special episode uh, because I know a lot of pastors are thinking about this. I've been texting even this morning with tons of different pastors. Yeah. I've seen people make announcements. People are trying to figure out what is wise to do, what is loving to do, um, and how to be the church uh, in this moment. What does good leadership look like? It's really an important time, I think. Yeah. So we sent out some links this morning. We, every Friday, we send out Gravity Leadership links, and uh, Ben Sternke curates those and writes the email for us. Actually, all three of us curate them, but then you write the email Collect and publish it. it. Yeah, you you publish it. And there's some great, great resources in that email. If you're not signed up for that email, um, you're missing out. Some good stuff. Uh, but I'm just, maybe, maybe Hardman, you could start us off. Like, uh, where, you're in Atlanta. Like, what's going on in Atlanta? And how are you guys discerning how to respond to this as a church? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is my first pandemic that I've pastored through. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, and I think I, I think I think honestly that's part of uh, the posture that we're inhabiting at this point is we are not experts in any way in anything medical. Yeah. And uh, we we're in the same boat as everybody else. We're, we're thinking, hey, this is a big deal, I think. And uh, I think Seems we should be, be worried about this. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's, uh, but, but we don't know all the details. So we're, we're talking to a lot of um, local um, people that are in leadership locally, uh, politicians and people that are in our local government. We've got a, uh, we've got a person, the CDC is in Atlanta. And so we've got a oh, member of our huh. church who works, works for the CDC. Um, and she has pretty strong opinions about what we should be doing at this point, um, huh. which is canceling services and not gathering. Uh, she feels like it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So we've been kind of uh, leaning on wisdom of medical professionals. Um, we're listening to our governor who's, uh, you know, shared some things of what he thinks should be best for the region right now. And then uh, our schools are canceled and are out. I don't know about you guys. Are your guys' schools out? Yep, at least until Starting, April. No, not they're in school today. Oh, they're in school today. Yeah. But they announced yesterday that they're, they're closing yeah. Monday for four weeks. Yeah, 
Four. Okay. Ours well, is three. Three weeks and then spring break. Yeah. So it's a total. Ah. Of, it's a total of four. And then my guess is they'll reassess, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the, yeah. The earliest they'd be back in school is right after Easter. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so for us, uh, we, you know, we met as a board last night, we gathered our board together and just kind of prayerfully talked through what's going on. Uh, we're a part of a family of churches. And so there's a larger body of churches, uh, like Washington DC has declared a state of emergency. So our DC campus, um, they've actually said, you can't meet, like, we don't want you meeting there. I haven't heard of that. Um, uh, and so they've, they've kind of shut things down there. Um, and so, uh, as we prayed about it, uh, I guess the things that we were navigating, like the, the things that we were wrestling through is, is fear and faith and, uh, how much, uh, risk do you want to mitigate by not meeting, um, and all of those kinds of things. And how do we not be fear mongers and how do we kind of view this as an opportunity? I feel like, you know, when the church gets squeezed, what's real comes out. And uh, yeah. so this is an opportunity for us to really model um, a missional posture and love for our community and for our neighbors. Um, so like, for instance, I, I mean, just in our community, um, my neighbor right across the street, we've become really good friends with them. Um, older couple, uh, older than us. Um, and uh, their son drives an ambulance and he drove the first patient that died in Cobb County uh, to the hospital and wow. then spent the weekend with mom and dad at their house. Uh, and so they've quarantined themselves uh, for the next few weeks out of concern of passing this on and knowing that they've been exposed. connected to it in yeah. some way and exposed to it. Uh, and so Sarah and I've just been, you know, calling them saying, Hey, can we get groceries for you? You know, do you need us to make any kind of run. So we made a little grocery run for them, left some stuff on their patio. Yeah. Um, just kind of paying attention to, to, you know, what they need and how they can help. So we're, we're kind of advising our church that this is a missional opportunity yeah. for you to care for the most vulnerable among us, um, for you to spend time with them, to look after um, folks in your neighborhood or in your community that are alone or need help or are scared. Um, but we, we did cancel services for Sunday. We're going to do online uh, service. Yeah. Uh, how, how are you doing that practically? Um, is everybody just logging into a zoom call? Are you doing a <clears throat> webinar? Are a few people gathering to yeah. kind of broadcast something? Yeah. What we decided we, we typically, so we live stream our services on Sunday. Um, but we use Facebook live. Um, but we recognize that a lot of folks in our community don't have social media and aren't on Facebook um, I'm fasting from social media over Lent, um, which I think right now might be a good time to be doing that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just guessing what the fear mongering is that's going on on, uh, Facebook right now. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna post it to our website and we're gonna post a video. So we're gonna pre-record, uh, a video and post it there with, uh, okay. with a message and some, uh, our worship leaders just gonna play some worship songs and we're gonna do some, um, prayer exercises and questions for people in their homes to gather with their kids and family and talk through. And so that's the model that we're using at this point. We may change it completely by next week, yeah. um, but that's what we're yeah. doing this week. Yeah, a couple things. I do feel like it's every every twenty four to forty eight hours we're reassessing what we've discerned yeah. to be wise and good. Yeah, and and that uh, just the agility and the need to make something more faithful. 
even after something feels really faithful. Like that's a that's like sort of a a, a non negotiable necessity here. I hear that, Ben. I think mm-hmm. it's right on. Um, the other thing I hear is this juxtaposition or this tension between social distancing to stop sort of the um, h- how bad this could be S- slowing down the spread. There, yeah, uh, yeah, and also the call or the uh, the call to move towards people who are suffering. So there's this need to social distance, mm-hmm. but then there's also this. I mean, we have a wealth of Christian witnesses how they handled things like the bubonic plague or the uh, influenza outbreak in the early right. 20th century. How they moved towards people. Yeah, they did right? not run for the hills. No, like the wealthy. Yeah. And if you yeah. read like Rodney Stark and uh, Alan Kreider mm-hmm. and other early, um, uh, early books on the early church, like this is how Christianity spread. Mm-hmm. This, yes. this, like uh, pagans would look at Christians and think, "Holy cow, you're you're actually not yeah. fleeing for the hills. You're running for the hospitals, and there must be something driving you and animating you that's supernatural because nobody would do that." Um, and so. Yeah, I hear that as well, Ben. Just your tension between not wanting to pass this on to more people than could have it, but also the need to press in to people like your neighbors and others who are in need. Yes. Yeah, I think that's important. I mean, you you mentioned, Ben, that on social media, people are, you know, you're assuming people are probably fear-mongering, and that is, people are freaking out a little bit. But the other thing that I, I see happening on social media is minimizing What's going on? Mm. There is a lot of, there are quite a few people who are like, this isn't a big deal. Uh, you're overreacting. Um, you're just doing this. This is a herd mentality. Everybody's just doing what they saw everybody else doing, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that is potentially more harmful, I think, in this, in this season to, in an, in an attempt. And, you know, let's, let's put the most charitable spin on it. Maybe you as a pastor feel the, the impulse to, um, tell people to not be afraid. But I think that's different from minimizing the real issue here and yeah, minimizing the science, right? Minimizing yeah, what helpful. medical professionals are telling us. Um, that's, it's, it's different to say, you know, yes, things are bad, and let's get ready for trouble, and don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. That's Sweet. different than, everything's going to be fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> right? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, which I I have seen pastors do, like you know, very. There's very a lot. Publicly. Of, yeah, no, there's some. Said, there's some pastors who are medical experts right now. They're, they've really <laughs> look. They our, know. our president they know and our be, pastors have really figured this thing out. I got a B minus in high school biology. No big deal. So listen up. No, yeah. Ben 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 said he watched a, a video of a pastor yesterday. Yes. Would you just describe? Yeah. So the the video is a and this is a this is a very uh, large. It's a pastor of a very large megachurch, and I watched this video and I watched him sort of mildly ridicule people who are afraid, um, tell people to just relax, tell people the world is not going to end, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is going to come back. Like, all of these just reassurances, you know, like, ba- it felt like baseless confidence to me. In an, and again, I, I, don't, I don't question his character. I think he's probably trying to help people calm down. He's probably trying to help people not be afraid. But it just struck me, if you lead that many people... It just struck me as wildly irresponsible. Yeah, um, to just say, "Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Yeah. The world's not ending." Yeah, it's like, well, that I don't know that that's how we encourage people to not be afraid as pastors. And yeah, leaders. which is why we wanted to share kind of the things we're doing and discerning on the ground, because we, unless we're completely deluding ourselves, which is possible, and you can email us and let us know at Ben at Gravity Leadership. 
Uh, ben com. Hardman at Gravity Leadership. <laughs> no, uh, we want to share kind of what we're doing on the ground locally. That never works, by the way, Sergey. You do that all the time, and they ne- no one ever emails. They me. never email you. Yeah. Well, they no, don't. Email I never me get podcast emails. I never get podcast uh, emails. Um, no, I think I don't know. We're trying to be faithful and wise. We're trying to we're trying to be loving yep. and also safe. And so um, I wonder. Uh, Sternkey, yeah, um, you've kind of spearheaded the uh, how we're handling it as a church. Yeah. So would yeah. you t- maybe just share a bit about yeah. the things we're doing? And yes. So here's what we've done, and, and I and I I th- I'm trying to distill some of the issues that I feel like are at stake here. I found myself I found myself feeling anxious this morning. It's very I. I I was thinking about this. I'm finding it very difficult to pray. This is all parenthetical here. I'm finding it very difficult to pray right now. It's interesting. I mean, you'd think in a global pandemic, a pastor might find it easy to pray. I don't know. No. But I find it difficult because I, I find my attention, I'm always, I keep being drawn back to like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? How do I respond? What are we going to do? Yeah. And I, I find myself fearing how our church is going to respond in a way. I find myself anxious about mm-hmm. it because I feel like there's a lot at stake in our witness, and I want to make a good decision. Mm-hmm. And I am afraid that people are going to read the news and, uh, you know, ridicule people. So they're, they're going to read the news and either ridicule people uh, or cross boundaries that they shouldn't, you know, say social distancing, who needs that? You know, come here, give me a hug, you know, at a worship service or something like that. And on the other hand, I'm afraid that people are going to read the social distancing recommendations and just hunker down. You know what I mean? And they, they won't be turning, they, they'll stop loving their neighbors in an effort to spare their own lives. You know what I mean? I have a question. Um, so I'm, I, I find myself anxious about this. Is yes. hunker down the same as bunker down? I don't, I don't know. I think bunkering down, yeah, it is. is that the same thing? I think it's the same Is thing. bunkering down a, even a phrase? That's my, I, don't I immediately know. questioned it. Okay. Well, <laughs> do you bunker down or up? I guess you bunker down. Yeah. yeah, I think you'd bunker. Maybe you'd hunker down in a bunker. <clears throat> maybe you'd maybe you'd bunker down as a hunk. If you had if you had some down. big muscles. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, so, here, so that's your so, concern. There's two ditches, right? I feel like there's two. Di- this is how my brain works. Yeah. I yeah. feel like there's these two ditches, and I'm uh, I'm just uh, I want us to I want us to be faithful, and I, I've and I find myself feeling anxious about it, which. Yep. Yeah, it's I found myself day. convicted this morning that I was like, I I need to, I need to keep praying. I need to keep saying my prayers uh, during this time because I I think the the lie that I fall for is I so want our church to be faithful, and, and this is the lie I fall for a lot. And I feel like it's all up to me to make sure that we're mm. all kind of you know doing the right thing here. So right, yeah. Anyway, with all well, that, you is can't a, trust Tebby. So it, it, you know, I mean, in some ways. <laughs> Stop! You're not helping, Ben. You're not helping. Uh, no, I, I hear I that, Ben. I can't trust really anybody. Good. Yeah. No, no, that's really good. I'm. I, I like. I hear even in my dialogue. I'm thinking of how certain people in our church will respond to whatever we do. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, there's going to be people that are going to be upset if we cancel that's right. that's and if right. we do online services, or there's going to be people that are going to be upset if we meet a lot. And so. Do we try and just navigate everybody's opinions and mitigate yeah. the damage? Yeah. You know, you start yeah. thinking about financially, you know, oh, we're going to lose out on some tithes if we cancel. You yeah, know, totally. We do this online thing. And so how do we, you know, yeah. I just, I don't know that those are the filters that I want to make my decisions through. Oh, totally. Through, through yeah. my anxiety right. or through trying to keep everybody happy or through, yes. through trying to keep the bank full. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think the decision needs to be a prayerful decision made yes. in community with 
like co-discernment with the people uh-huh. that you love and are doing life with. Yeah. So, so here's where my brain goes. Yeah. I told you guys this before the call. So uh, Strinky and I have a, um, a workshop tomorrow. We're doing a brand new workshop for some wonderful people in Illinois. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to drive there in the morning, lead a workshop on discipleship, and then drive back Saturday evening. And I've got this check in my spirit about it. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need to be in a room full of 40 or 50 people? Mm-hmm from another community mm-hmm. all day uh, on the sort of the cusp of a pandemic. Yeah. Right? Does that... And so here's the way I think about it. I think about like, so I know we have no idea what's going to happen. I just want to caveat this comment by, we have no idea what's going to happen, but some right. estimates say 70 to 120 million people will be infected with this disease. Because nobody has any immunity. That's just how diseases work. Nobody has any yeah. immunity by the time. So by the time it's all done, if it's a 1% to 3% death rate, do, you, you, know, you can do the math. It's, mm-hmm. it's like hundreds of thousands or millions it of people. It could be a million people die. Die. Yeah. Uh, and then the high estimates are like 80%. Like mm-hmm. 80% of the U.S. population yeah. will at some point contract coronavirus. So I'm just thinking, okay, let's say I take sort of the median between those two, mm-hmm. right? Let's say like 50% of the population yeah. gets it, which is, I don't know, what, 180 million? 200 million? Yeah. People, um, if I knew that 200 million people were going to get this virus, that means 2 million people were going to die. Uh, would I go to this thing tomorrow? Like, like right. if, if I knew this, if I knew that was going to happen, would I go to this thing? Why or why not? Yeah. And so like on the one side there's, well, I'm a pastor mm-hmm. and I'm called to love. And mm-hmm. these people want to receive what we're going to bring. Yeah. And um, this is a way to serve them. And they're putting in place these, like, they're asking everybody to wash their hands, and they're going to sit far yeah. apart from, you know. Yeah, so yeah, they're, yeah. they're putting in place reasonable measures. Yeah. We're not going to be in, in a sauna together breathing on each other. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. I would definitely not go if we were doing that. But then on the other so, hand, I'm like, okay, so if I go... That would also be awkward. It yeah. Was. yeah. It, was the, it was the weirdest conference we ever did. So. That might be the that might be the first workshop we get asked to do that we'll say no to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to do that one again. No, not that one. Um, no. So, but then I think on the other hand, like, okay, I'm 43. I'm healthy. Um, I just got blood work done, a battery of tests, and I all came back aces. So I, I know I'm healthy. I'm probably not in the good job, buddy. Hey, thanks. I'm not in the. I'm not really in the danger group of people that who contract this. Mm-hmm. You know, or have a high percentage chance of losing their life. But I, but I can definitely carry it and give it to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so, here's what, I just thought of this. So, I, I feel like my primary, the primary people that I need to be with and serve is our church. Yes. And be available to the people in our church of whom, of whom there are people who are in either infants or uh-huh. people over the age of 55. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't, I guess my concern is, Am I compromising my ability to care for them by exposing myself to a group of people somewhere else mm-hmm. that where my primary responsibility doesn't lie? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good calculus. I, I, I don't, think. but I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think those are the questions. So to we'll ask. do a poll: vote yes or no. <laughs> Well, is Matt going to go to the conference? Yeah. Hardman, will, Hardman will dust off his Facebook page, put up a Facebook poll. Yeah, it's temporary for that. Oh, Lent. dear. No, uh, no, that's right, though. That, those are the right uh, calculations to make, I think. And calculation, that sounds a little mathy, but like those are, the, those are the factors that weigh for discernment. And I'm glad you mentioned that the church is different from this workshop. 
right? So these are these are fundamentally different categories for me. My church, my ecclesial body. So I I would say I'm I'm following here some of Andy Crouch's recommendations. We'll put a link to this uh, to his article in the show notes. His article is excellent, wise, um, very. Um, I mean, man, if I could write, if I could like distill wisdom like this guy, like a tenth by the time I'm like 85 years old, yeah, uh, I'd be happy. Okay. This, this, this is a great article. But uh, what he points out is that going to a workshop, to, even to teach good God stuff, is different than uh, regular word and sacrament church ministry. It's different. It's, it's, it's a, there's a fundamental kind of difference in that. And there's especially a fundamental difference between being the church and what the church needs to do to spiritually care for people, which I think includes word and sacrament. Um, and, you know, going to the, an NCAA game, right? Those kinds of things. So I, I think that has to be part of our weighing. I, I think the, the church gathering for word and sacrament, it weighs a lot more to me than definitely going to a, a basketball game or a concert, but it, it even weighs a lot more to me than going to a workshop. And so I think those are the right questions to ask. Um, yeah, Hartman, do you have thoughts about that? Like, how would you think? Would you think about it differently than I am? Would you think about it the same way? Yeah, no. I, I mean, I think you've named the the filters. Uh, I think one of the things that I, 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 like in our social media world is we're so opinionated with everything. So we we get people that are pastors that post things like, hey, if you're not preaching on this this Sunday, you're doing it wrong. Or if you're mm. not, you know, if you're not responding this way to the you know, the virus, you're putting people at risk or you're not caring for people. I, uh, and I do think there's, there's a reason why we have a local body of believers and there's a reason why we have co-discernment within that body. And I think there's a reason why we have people around us to discern these kinds of things. And so, you know, that feels like a decision that, you know, we probably need to discern together <laughs> whether, yes. we're, whether it's yes. a wise thing for, for us to go and we need to have the conversation. I think you've named the challenges in it and the yes. tricky parts in it. Um, but yeah. I think that the stuff's done prayerfully in community and not worked out on Facebook. And I did just, I, I just want to caution against arrogance That's good. or against uh, like projecting what your community is doing to everybody else's community. Yes. Um, yeah, that's really that's really wise, I think, Ben. And I, I think you point out too, like you you were saying earlier, you've got you guys have a lot more infections in Atlanta than we do in whole the whole state of Indiana. Is there's, it's pretty low in terms of how yeah. many, but they haven't run that many tests. That's a big part of the problem is <laughs> we, we can't get a test. We you can't know, get tests. so who knows? You know, um, my uh, my brother was telling me he was like, oh yeah, he goes. He lives in Seattle, and it's kind of a, it's one of the epicenters out there. Everything's closed down and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, he said, like he goes, yeah, I had a terrible cough for two weeks in January. I'm pretty sure I've already had the coronavirus. I think I've had COVID. Um, and so, but how would he know? But he would, but he wouldn't know because you can't get a test yeah. unless you, you know, are a member of the Utah Jazz or have a ton of money. <laughs> I, I I just saw something online where like. I, th- I can't remember what it was. Like people are not be able to be tested, but it's like fifty-eight members of the Utah Jazz have been tested for coronavirus. Yeah, I was like, yeah, well, that's kind of how our economy works now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so anyway, I, all I wanted to say was I think that needs to weigh a little bit heavier uh, for us. Like so, the, the ministry of the church yeah. in word and sacrament, and so we're uh, Matt. You originally asked like what we're actually doing, so I want to get around to talking about that. Let's talk about it. Um, the, the thing that Andy Crouch says is, is the thing that currently is our, is our policy. So we are planning to meet on Sunday at this point. Later today, we will have a meeting 
with our leaders, our leadership community to talk about what, what's wise and what's, um, what's going to be a good thing for us. Part of the discernment for us is our church is under 100 people. Our whole church is under 100 people, uh, which is part of the recommendation is that you, the church should continue. Andy Crouch is saying the church should continue to meet for worship, but in, in groups of less than 100 and with drastic new protocols in place uh, to help people avoid the, the behaviors that would, that would spread disease. And so that includes no touching. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you're if you're a fan of Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I think of. No touching. No touching. No touching. <laughs> so, uh, but there's very few people in our church uh, that would get that. So I can't. I've, I've debated whether or not you know if we do have services play the video. on Sunday. Play, play the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. This is why this is funny, guys. So anyway, so basically, like uh, the the relative importance of word and sacrament, along with the importance of flattening the the curve, they call it. Um, which is basically like, hey, this is a viral thing. Probably a lot of people are going to get it. But if we can slow down how many people have it at one time, we won't overwhelm our hospital systems. And you know that, that's kind of the idea here with, yeah. with social distancing. So anyway, what we are planning to do, if we meet this Sunday, what we're planning to do um, is that uh, we're going to wipe everything down kneeling rail, doorknobs with antiseptic wipes before and after services. And we share our space with another church. They're doing the exact same stuff as we are. Mm-hmm. Felt like that was important. They, they usually have coffee and like donuts and like uh, cheese Snacky and stuff. Snacks. Snacky snacks out. No snacks uh, will be available. No coffee will be available. Um, <laughs> bottles of water will be available. Um, we usually have a, like a whole, and this is a bit more of a sacramental church. So we've got a lot of these uh, touchy things that some churches don't have. So holy water font at the entrance of the sanctuary will not be used. Um, we're not passing plates for the offering. Um, people are going to just put it in a basket on the way to take communion. Um, during the passing of the peace, we are going to insist on no touching. Um, and so we're going to teach our people to do a solemn bow. We bow, we bow to each other um, instead of, uh, <laughs> instead of touching it. each other. Yeah, which I'd like. The, just making it a bit fun. And it's also an ancient Christian practice. We sort of bow to the presence of Christ in each other. Um, and then uh, no passing the plates during the offering. Uh, and then we, we take communion every Sunday. And we, have a, we usually have a common cup, and people can dip their bread in it or sip from it. We are going to do communion, it's called, in only one kind, uh, which means that what gets offered to the people is just the bread, and it will be served by people who have just washed their hands and sanitized them. Um, and people will use hand sanitizer on their way to the communion rail yeah. to receive communion. Um, what about holy kisses? Yes? Nope, no? No holy kisses, okay. unless it's your wife. I mm. kissed my wife this morning. I was side like, hugs? honey? Side hugs? <laughs> no side hugs. No touching! No touching! Yeah. I don't know. But we can we can still kiss our wives, guys. All right. So that's fine. Um, is that good? Oh, no, I think is, that, are you going to announce that? that? You can still kiss your wife? Still kiss your wife. Still kiss your wife. It's just fine. Although in the in the pe- during the passing of the peace, maybe uh, just so not to confuse everybody, so they don't expect a kiss. <laughs> I'll kiss that woman. Maybe he'll kiss me too. No. Uh, this morning, when, before she left for work, I kissed this her. Is, yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, so then, those may- are some of our protocols. If we meet this Sunday, those that'll be what we do. So maybe to wrap up, uh, there's a... So I still don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. As of as of now, I feel a bit uh, perplexed, uh, conflicted mm-hmm. about whether I should go to do this workshop tomorrow. Ben, you have less perplexion. Yeah, you have less confliction. 
So you're pretty Maybe. sure you're going. Pretty sure. Uh, so the way I'm going to handle it is just not uh, just not show up when we have to leave tomorrow for the. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just going to avoid. It. Just sleep in tomorrow. It I'll will be an early morning. Just turn my cell phone off and lock my front door. No, uh, we have this meeting with our church leaders at four o'clock, and I'm just going to I'm just going to mention it to them. I'm just going to say, here's the situation. Yeah. This is where Ben's at. His heart is clear. This is where I'm at, and I don't know. And this is important, friends. I. We, we assume this a lot, and I think it probably is worth just stating. I have f- f- concern about going, whether it's faithful, and whether I'll regret it later in terms of, is it wise? Um, and I don't know if that fear is godly or if that fear is a lack of faith. Right. I if don't it, know. If it's truly a check for, like from the Holy Spirit, is it? if that faithful, or is it my own fear kind of yeah, messing with me? And I don't... And so the, the way Ben and I operate is he... We don't... Ben Sternkey doesn't just obey my fear and let me make the decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nor do I demand that Ben obey my fear and it becomes this fight. Right. Right? We also don't just try to quick make a pull out a proof text. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, perfect, love, perfect love casts off fear, dude. You should just right. love these I people don't, more. I don't try to convince you that your fear is illegitimate. If I feel disagree. fine about this. Right. You should too. So, yeah. so the only imagination we have for this is I'm just going to submit this to our church leadership at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. today and just say guys here's yeah. the situation mm-hmm. here's where i'm at i need the church to help me discern god's will here mm-hmm. as best as we can yeah um and we have processes in place this is what we do in our gravity leadership academy is we help people learn how to hold open space to discern god's spirit yeah and uh i'm i just i trust i'm going to trust myself to the church and if the church decides hey it's good for you to go mm-hmm. i'm going to go mm-hmm in my hazmat suit. <laughs> and if, <laughs> I'm joking. And if the church says, we think it's wise for Ben to go and you to stay home, I'll stay home. Yeah. So I'm going to submit, yeah. I'm going to submit yeah. to whatever our leadership yeah. says. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's, uh, I think that's good. And that gives you the confidence because, because like you said, I don't know, I don't know how to choose, you know, between these two things. I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know what's going on yeah, yeah. inside. I don't know yeah. how to delineate that's or good. discern between these things. Yeah, right. and I, I think it, you know you joked about the hazmat suit, but like in a way, we are if we go, we are going to go with appropriate precautions, and I, I feel like that's worth saying as well. Like, uh, it is it is perfectly faithful. You can still you can trust God and be confident that you know in the end everything is going to be okay, and you can wash your hands every hour. Right and cancel so your cancel your worship services and like you can do both of those things at the same time. Um, it's not an option. It's not like you know the only way for me to prove that I trust God is by you know uh, licking everybody when they come into the well, church service yeah. and just proving you know. Well, uh, we <laughs> we we shut that down a few weeks ago yeah, then, yeah, before yeah. this pandemic. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, <laughs> we good. stopped. Good thing you guys me. did. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, it's very fortuitous. We'd love to hear what you're learning on on how to be the church. Yeah. Maybe you have stories about the ways you're able to serve your community. Uh, maybe you have stories about how you have pressed into new areas of discernment yeah. and kind yeah. of co co submission to each other. We'd love to hear about that. So email us at podcast at growleadership dot com. Uh-huh. Um, as far as we know, this uh, this virus is not spread over podcasts, so you can continue to listen, <laughs> even if yeah. even if your fine. church shuts down. Yeah, uh, and let's all let's just all have a. I mean, we kind of joke about this, but um, this is an event like this. We haven't seen anything like this yeah. in our life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so uh, I do think there is a 
there's a sober mindedness mm-hmm. and a a call to to be the body of Christ here that we can all step into yes. together. Yeah, I think that's that's important to to just say as we end here is this and you started with this too, Ben. Um, that like the main point here isn't like let's just make sure we don't die. You know what I mean? Like the main point isn't just, this isn't about just protecting ourselves. I think this is an opportunity for the church to be the church in the face of like a ton of anxiety and a ton of fear. Um, and I think, I think there's an opportunity here. And, and this is one thing we might do. Um, I just want to throw this out. We're, we're a fairly small church. And so I think we might still be able to meet, but if you're a larger church, I mean, Hardman, you've got several hundred people at your church one of the one of the ways that you can be the church in this time is to equip smaller groups of people to meet uh, for you know with appropriate mm-hmm. precautions, but smaller mm-hmm. groups can still meet you know and and I think it's important to just say like we do we need we do need each other in the body of Christ and our and our communities need our presence. Um, this has been the historic Christian witness for a long time in times of plague and um, and and pandemic that uh, that the Christians are the people who don't flee for the hills. They don't just bunk, bunker, hunker down uh, in their houses, but they're people who, who do serve um, while, you know, again, taking appropriate precautions. And so, especially if you come from a tradition where the, like, the, the sacramental nature, like the, the Eucharist is a big deal, I think there's ways to equip, you know, smaller groups to gather for, you know, the word you can put out a podcast— but sacrament, you know, how, how can you gather for the sacrament of, you know, the body and blood of Jesus, but also the sacrament of being with each other, praying for each other, caring for each other, um, finding ways to do that while maintaining kind of these social distancing protocols. So I think it's important for yep. us to keep that for, front and center and, and for us as Christian leaders to be able to communicate that to our people, to not just assume that people have that mindset, but that uh, they're going to need to have their fears uh, comforted. Right, and they're going to need to have. Um, they're going to need to hear the truth from us, uh, and they're going to need to, you know, be encouraged to to trust Jesus in the midst of this, and 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 be encouraged to be the church. I think it's a big opportunity. Yep. For the church to be the church right now. All right, I'm gonna go uh, alcohol swab my phone. Yep. Every every hour, I wash my hands when I got here, Matt. I'm gonna wash them before I leave. All right. I'll wash them when I get home. See ya, <laughs> everybody. Stay safe. All right. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.